Hi, my name is Doug Kuntz, and I'm going to read today to you from my book, Lost and Found Cat, the true story of Kunkush's incredible journey. One night in August of 2015, a car driven by a smuggler snuck out of the city of Mosul in the country of Iraq. The smuggler's passengers were a mother and her four daughters and one son. Their father had recently died. Sura, the mother, had paid the smugglers to help her family flee the country. Mosul had become too dangerous. A few days earlier, the family had gotten ready to leave. Since they could only bring what they could carry, they had packed just one bag full of food and water. They would buy clothes later. But Sura had decided that they could not leave without their beloved cat, Kunkush. Sura prayed that the cat, hidden in a small carrier, would stay quiet. If the smuggler discovered Kunkush, he would make her pay a great deal more money. Two hours later, the car stopped and they were told to get out. Another smuggler met them and led them on foot through forests and over mountains, stopping only to eat and sleep in the woods. Sura feared for their children, Rehab, who was 18, Hakim, 16, Mab, 11, Ahab, 10, and Ansab, 9. But they saw it as an adventure, often singing as they walked through their three-day journey. Sura and her son, Hakem, took turns carrying Kunkush at the back of the line. So if the cat meowed, the smuggler would not hear them. Whenever they stopped to rest, Sura took Kunkush behind some trees and let him out to feed him. On the fourth day, they reached a Kurdish village where another smuggler was waiting to take them to Istanbul, Turkey in a bus. While the smuggler drove, the family had to be on the lookout for the patrols trying to catch them. The family stayed in the city for two more weeks, moving from one apartment to another. At least Kunkush could wander freely. Finally, it was time to cross the Aegean Sea to Greece. The family boarded another bus and drove to a place called Izmir on the Turkish coast. Then they walked three hours along the beach until they were told to put on life jackets. The Greek island of Lesbos was six miles away across the water. Kunkush and his family were crammed aboard a flimsy rubber boat. It was meant to carry only 20 people, but there were more than 60 men, women, and children on the boat, plus one secret cat. Almost as soon as the overcrowded boat launched, it began taking on water because it was too heavy. From the shore, people shouted at the passengers to throw the belongings overboard to make the boat lighter, but most refused. Sura tried to hold Kunkush's carrier above the water until a wave drenched all of them. The sinking boat had to return to shore. As a crush of people got off, Kunkush's carrier was broken. Determined to make the crossing, Sura told the kids to stay aboard. The boat launched again, and this time with fewer passengers. Sura was scared because her only son, Hakem, could swim. But her daughters were unconcerned, enjoying the ride in the sun after weeks of hiding. The three-hour crossing to Lesbos felt like it flew by thanks to their excitement. Volunteers in Greece waited on the shore to help the hundreds of refugees arriving every day. As soon as the boat reached the beach, panicky, shivering passengers scrambled to get off. Hakam splashed ashore with Kunkush and put the carrier on dry land as he hurried back to help his mother off the boat. Wet and frightened, Kunkush pushed his way out of the broken door of his carrier. He quickly disappeared into the forest like a deer. While the rest of the boat passengers were loaded onto a bus to continue their journey, the family refused to leave without their cat. Several volunteers helped them look for Kunkush. They searched for hours. At last, they had to give up. 
the heartbroken family needed to leave, taking the next step toward their new home. In the little fishing village on Lesbos, near where Kunkush's family had arrived, there lived a colony of island cats. No one owned them, but fishermen kept them well fed. A few days after Kunkush's family had left, volunteers noted a white cat hanging around the local cafes. The white cat's fur was filthy and matted. He looked like he was starving. The local cats seemed to know he was a stranger. They hissed and spat and chased him away. One of the volunteers, Amy, told her friend and fellow volunteer, Ashley, about the cat she had seen. Could this white cat be the one the family had lost? After questioning villagers and searching the island, Amy and Ashley found the white cat and took him to a local vet. Dr. Costantina shaved the cat's matted, filthy fur. She gave him his shots and other medicines, but this cat needed a name for now. Dr. Costantina suggested Diaz to give him strength. Diaz is the Greek name for Zeus, the king of the ancient Greek gods. The friends took Diaz back to Amy's apartment. His shaved fur was still full of sand and bugs. Amy bathed and scrubbed him until he was clean. Five minutes after his bath, the exhausted cat collapsed face down, mid-meow, and slept. Diaz stayed with Amy for over a month. Often he prowled around her apartment, yowling loudly. Amy believed he was looking for his family. Amy and her friends were determined to reunite Diaz with his family. But where were they? Volunteers created flyers and Amy's friend Michelle back in the United States made a Facebook page for him. People contributed money to help pay for his medical care and travel. Before long, news stories about the lost cat appeared around the world. Millions of people saw the videos, articles, and Facebook updates about Diaz. He had become famous. Amy was fairly sure that Diaz's family had left Greece. Many of the refugee families had traveled to Germany. Since Amy's time in Lesbos was ending, she made plans to take Diaz to Germany. She and Diaz flew to Berlin where a British couple named Emma and Simon had agreed to care for him and continue the search. If his family could not be found after a year, they would adopt him. And on Valentine's Day, the family saw their lost cat on a news website. Their oldest daughter, Rehab, who had learned some English, contacted Amy and her friends through Facebook. Everyone had been looking in the wrong place. The family was living in Norway, not Germany. Rehab told Amy that Diaz's real name was Kunkush. The volunteers arranged a Skype visit. When the family saw the white fluffy cat on the screen, they called Kunkush. His ears perked up. He started searching for his family. A photographer named Doug in Lesbos in Germany to show the refugee story to the world agreed to fly with Kunkush from Germany to Norway. But when he got to the airport in Berlin, the supervisor behind the, the counter told him he could not board the plane. The carrier is too small, she said with a sniff. By this time, a crowd had gathered around Doug and his yowling white cat. Doug pleaded with her. He told her the carrier was the right size. The carrier is so small the cat cannot turn around, she snapped. At that moment, Kunkush made a dramatic 180-degree turn inside his carrier. The crowd laughed, and the supervisor grudgingly agreed to let him onto the plane. In Norway, Doug rented a car and drove two hours to the family's new home. They were waiting eagerly for him. So were a team of camera people and reporters. Sura opened the door and blinked at the bright lights of the cameras. Then she burst into tears as Doug placed the carrier in her arms. Mahabibi, she murmured. That's Arabic for my darling. The entire family crowded around their long lost pet. 
After four months and thousands of miles, Kun Kush and his family were now finally in their new home. We're all safe now, said Sura. The end.